winners of five of their last six. Here come the Detroit Lions. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Monday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you once again here on the show. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope everybody enjoyed the chaos of Week 14 in the National Football League. And we are going to talk about the surging, the cannot-be-stopped winners of five of their last six, putting themselves in the playoff race in the NFC wildcard picture Detroit Lions today here on the show. But before we do that, got to tell you about our friends, as always, over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you got to do, make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And folks, it feels very good to be talking this positively about the Detroit Lions, a team that I thought would have gotten off to a better start this season, that we're going to be in the playoff race in the NFC. We're going to threaten for a wild card spot at maybe 8, 9, or 10 wins. This team felt like they had turned a corner entering 2021. They had a stabilizing force at quarterback. They had a coach that their team liked playing for. They had one of the better offensive infrastructures I think we've seen in this league. They had TJ Hawkinson for the beginning of the season. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. We had um, Amon Ross St. Brown who had such a great rookie season and was ready to build on that. Yeah, they didn't have Jamison Williams for the the first part of the year, but you knew that he was going to come back at some point. It was a young defense. Aiden Hutchinson was joining the fold. There was a lot of buzz and a lot of excitement of, man, are the Lions ready to take that small step forward? Not a big step. Not talking about winning the, the NFC North. Not talking about being a perennial playoff favorite, but from where the Detroit Lions were, the idea was, can they take that small step towards being competitive? Can they take that small step towards being in every game? Some of these things go their way and they're in the mix at the end. And well, it did not go very well in Detroit. Let's be fair. A one and I got to do some math here. Two, three, four, a one and six start for the Detroit Lions that unfortunately had a lot of close losses. Does everybody remember in week one when they lost by only three points to the one seed Philadelphia Eagles? Remember that? Remember in week three when they lost only by four at Minnesota, a team that they just beat on Sunday. Does everybody remember the three-point loss that they had to Seattle? What about that four-point loss to the Dolphins in which they had the entire game in their control in the first half? That's Those are just some of the losses. Those are four of their six, seven losses so far that have been that close. And remember the, that loss to the Bills 28-25 on Thanksgiving that they almost had. So this... Lions team six and seven right now five of their seven losses are by one score or fewer that's how close that's how razor thin the margin is but after that loss to the Dolphins and in that Dolphins game where you saw them have a big lead in the first half against the team something clicked the schedule didn't hurt things but over their next three they beat the Green Bay Packers forced Aaron Rodgers to turn the ball over what three times three picks in that game that was a big deal remember that they beat the Bears in Chicago in a close contest. And then they go into the Giants 
a team at that point everybody was still earmarking for the playoffs. I don't know if we're still doing that here three or four weeks later. But they go into MetLife, they go into the Giants, and they beat them 31-18, to and they had all their fingerprints all over that football game. And then they lost to the Bills in a close game, but they followed it up with a blowout win against the Jags and a win against the Vikings. And now that Vikings win should not shock you yesterday. If you're waking up here on a Monday, if you're listening to this show during lunch, you're listening to the show after work, whenever you're listening to the show, what happened on Sunday, what happened yesterday for the Detroit Lions should not shock you. It certainly didn't shock Vegas. They had the Lions as favorites in that game. A 10-win Vikings team coming to Detroit to a sit what they were what? 5 and 7 at that point, a below 500 team. The Detroit Lions favored in that football game, and rightly so. The Vikings had got a string of good luck, a lot of close margin victories for them. Cockroaches, I've called them here on this show in Draft Dudes, just won't go away, cannot be stopped. Well, yesterday they were stopped by the Detroit Lions, and they are doing it the way you anticipate them doing it, with their offense. Jared Goff, we can run the football. We have good pass catchers. Jamison Williams, welcome to the NFL. Your first catch, you basically just get to turn around and field the punt and then walk into the end zone. Bit of a bit of a busted coverage there from Minnesota. And oh, by the way, very quietly, the defense starting to turn the corner for the Detroit Lions. Remember early in the season, give up 38 to Philly, 27 to the Commanders, 28 to the Vikings, 48 to the Seahawks, 29 to the Pats, giving up a lot of points. Yeah, they had, a, they had a great offense, and we were talking about how great of an offense they had in the beginning of the season. They were scoring points. They were leading the league in points per game. But it was the defense that couldn't hold things. Well, guess what happens? When you have a young defense like the Detroit Lions do, you, you grow, you mature, you figure it out. Aiden Hutchinson's starting to make an impact. Kirby Joseph on the back end's making an impact. The corners, Jeffrey Okud is playing better. They are starting to come into form. Malcolm Rodriguez has been a huge player for them this year. James Houston, a sixth-round pick, might have one of the best sacks per play rate in the National Football League. Every time a guy's on the field, he's making plays. Not on the field very often, but when he is, he's making plays. And so this is a team that is growing and maturing before our eyes. And you wonder what could have been if they didn't have that slow start, but that's how young teams develop. Young teams have to go through that phase. Young teams have to learn how to win. And it is an important thing to to consider. The Lions have learned how to win this season. They took their lumps. They took that one in six start that they had, and they learned how to finish games. They learned what they needed to do in order to win and by golly, they did it. They have turned it around, and they are winners of five of their last six. They are six and seven, and they are squarely in this picture. I will, I will pull it up for you right now. So, the wild card are the are the things at play right now. Although technically, if the Detroit Lions win out and the Vikings lose out, I think the Lions would win the division. Not likely, so we won't go down that path here on the show today. But right now, there are three spots. If we're looking just at the wild card, the Dallas Cowboys currently have the five seed on lock at 10 and three. Don't really think anyone's going to catch them. Then it's that six and seven spots right now, which are, which are held by the two teams that have ties in the NFC. You have the Washington Commanders at seven, five and one, and you have the New York Giants at seven, five and one. Both of those teams, seven, five and one, six and seven seeds. Now, I will I would tell you that one of them has to lose this week, but I just watched those two teams tie, so I will not say that to you here on the show. But those two teams play each other on Sunday Night Football here in Week 15. If there is a winner in that game, then there's an opportunity to be to move up. Right outside the playoff picture, the Seattle Seahawks at 7-6 and six, who are not playing very good football as of late, and maybe there's a fallback to earth for them, and a Detroit Lions team that is on the rise. Who would you rather be right now? Would you rather be the Seattle Seahawks or would you rather be the Detroit Lions? Because if it's me, 
I would much rather be the Detroit Lions. Over the last four weeks, three of the last four, the Seahawks have dropped. They lost to the Bucks. They lost to the Raiders. They lost to the Panthers yesterday. A team that is vibe check, not going in the right direction. That is a team that is trending downward while the Lions are trending upward. Now listen, that, not going to sit up here on this show and say that the Detroit Lions are going to make the playoffs. Their schedule down the stretch certainly is favorable. They play the Jets this upcoming week in New York, probably the toughest game remaining on the schedule. Then it's at the Panthers, home against the Bears, at the Packers. Now the Bears and the Packers, they've already beaten this season. And the Panthers playing good football. Surprisingly, in the race for the NFC South, not a sentence I thought I would utter here on December 12th, but here we are because... Nobody's good in that division? Are we going to have a 9 or 10 loss team win the division in the NFC South? Please, somebody save us in that division. Desmond Ritter, please, take the Falcons on a run. For goodness sake. Tom Brady, figure it out, please. I can't deal with a 9 or a 10 loss division winner getting in there in the NFC South. But that's the schedule remaining for, for the Detroit Lions. So would you rather have that? I mean, you, 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 you probably have to get to 9, so you have to go 3-1. and one. It's a tall task. But you know what? Isn't this what you want if you're a Detroit Lions fan? This is what you asked for. Give me a December where it matters. Give me a December where I'm living and dying on of every play, every possession. I'm scoreboard watching. I'm paying attention to what the Commanders and the Giants and the Seahawks are doing. That's what's being a football fan is all about. That's what's playing good December football and being in the mix for the playoffs is all about. So it might not end well. And you're going to look at the start of the season and, and point to that being the reason why the Detroit Lions might miss the playoffs. And I'm not coming up here on this show saying they are going to make the playoffs, and I'm not coming up here and saying they have to make the playoffs. I'm coming up on this show here today to say the Detroit Lions deserve our respect. The Detroit Lions have turned a corner as a franchise. They are set up so well. And oh, by the way, they're playing good football. They're 6-7. and seven. They can more than likely get to eight wins by the end of the season. And they're going to have a top five pick because the Los Angeles Rams gifted them a draft selection because of the way they're playing this season. So the Lions competitive, yet still going to be at, still going to be able to add a marquee talent. And oh, by the way, they're going to have another first round pick in there as well. And so you know what? We may have we may need to have that conversation in the offseason. Are the Detroit Lions ready to take a quarterback? And we'll do that. We've done that here on the show, but we'll do it again because I'm not going to focus on that here on the show right now. But Jared Goff ain't the reason why this team can't reach a, reach their ceiling, can't reach their heights. That's he's playing good quarterback right now. He's playing very, very good. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, has got this team playing some inspired offensive football. They are finding ways to win football games. So they can use both those draft picks and say, screw it. We're going to stick with Jared Goff. We're going to use those picks, help out our defense, take best player available, round out maybe our offense a little bit. And away we go. 2023, our year. We're in the mix here. Don't forget about us. And that's the cool part about the way the Detroit Lions are finishing the season. They're a fun story. Right now, they're a tough team to play. I wouldn't want to play them. My team's got them up next. I don't want to play them on Sunday. They are playing good football. Winners of five of the last six, one of the best teams in football over the last six weeks. They are finally coming together on both sides of the ball. The defense has is, is taking shape. They are a team that is finally taking that small step that I think Lions fans want. And listen, Dan Campbell was probably on the hot seat with the way everything started. It, it is so good to see Dan Campbell, who you can tell cares, and you can tell those players love playing for him, and you can tell how much it means to him that they're playing good football right now. Good to see Dan Campbell having some success right now and really setting the tone for what should be a fun end of the season for the Detroit Lions, but what also should be a very exciting and buzzworthy 2023. Oh, and one more thing. You didn't think I was going to go the entire show without mentioning what the San Francisco 49ers did yesterday with Brock Purdy at quarterback, right? I mean, are you kidding me? 
if Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers are able to do that with Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy is able to give the San Francisco 49ers that level of quarterback play, remember when I said we were all going to be a little concerned about the 49ers now that they weren't going to have Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, they've still got that great defense. They've still got all those offensive playmakers. Debo Samuel does get hurt. Looks like an ankle thing. We don't know how long he'll be out for, but they said it wasn't broken. But if they're going to get that level of play week in and week out from Brock Purdy, and they're going to have those skill position players, and they're going to have that defense, and they're going to have that coach, the same 49ers that a couple of weeks ago I said we should all be scared of in the NFC, that same 49ers team that I said could be the biggest threat to the Philadelphia Eagles and may, sh- and may should be considered a favorite in the NFC playoff picture, yeah, that 49ers team hasn't gone anywhere if this is the level of play they're going to get from Brock Purdy. Now, one game... Tough to scout Brock Purdy and to understand what they're going to do. We'll see if teams adjust. But for one week, for one week, the San Francisco 49ers reminded everybody that they haven't gone anywhere. And if Brock Purdy is going to get play so well that they're going to sit him down late in games and let Josh Johnson play, then the 49ers are a team to be scared of. And with a schedule down the stretch of at Seattle, the Commanders, at the Raiders and Cardinals, there's going to be more than nine wins on this schedule for the San Francisco 49ers. And Brock Purdy might just be able to keep the 49ers right where we thought they should be. That's going to do it for the Monday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. What a, what a week in, in football, man. A lot of stories, a lot of storylines. That playoff push is, is on. Scoreboard watching is in full swing. I certainly was doing it yesterday, so it is fun to see. We've now got Saturday football. Here we go, our first week with Saturday games. We've got three of them coming up this weekend, so that should be a, a lot of fun. Thanks, as always, to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. Thanks to you for making TDN Daily a part of your daily routine. You guys know the drill. We're back again tomorrow. I'm back all week with more football-related talk as storylines develop throughout the week. Everybody make it a great Monday. Talk to everybody tomorrow.